Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower... It's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Okay, guys, based on this newly released information, I'm pretty sure that the next Pokemon game takes place in the year 3000 AD under a fascist dictatorship. Wait, what? Ethan, where are you getting that from? No, just look at it, though. You see it. You see it, though. No, no. That's actually not a bad idea. Welcome to the 221st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-hosts. The elusive Ethan. And Viger. And we're here to bring you another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Uh, Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical oh, name yeah. we came up with Shh. in 2007. <laughs> Ethan's just very excited for the name, apparently, today. Yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's the theme song. Pokemon Underground Champions League. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is in the theme song. They did just hear that. And yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Pokemon Underground Champions League. Copyright claim. <laughs> I don't think we, we need to copyright claim ourselves. Can we, can we get a, a like a more butt rock version of the opening song? I mean, like, you should ask Bo. Pokemon Underground <laughs> Champions League, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that would be beautiful, actually. That, that, maybe yeah. maybe we should just get like a soul version, you know? I feel dirty. I'd say a country version. <laughs> Puckle in my truck. <laughs> oh my gosh, With that's my pretty beer good. In my babe or whatever. That'd be pretty good. Okay, but <laughs> uh, for those of you who are new to the show, Puckle is a podcast where we talk about everything Pokemon. We also discuss. Uh, uh, I mean, we just discussed Pokemon stuff, but we are also a Pokemon community online, PokemonPodcast.com. So if you like the show, check that out later if you want to be part of an awesome Pokemon community. Moving on, though, what have you guys been up to lately in Pokemon? I, I haven't had either of you on the show in a while, so what have you guys been up to? How 
How about you first, Ethan? Um, well, we got the first episode of uh, Pokemon Movie Club out the out the door. Yeah, you did. That's so true. That was that was a resounding success. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it was it was it went over very well with other people. I'm, I'm glad. I I I need to look at the response to that. I need to see. We got to send up an email or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I think Pop- that needs Pop- to happen for both you and for the uh, TCG podcast as well. Yeah, because yeah. I I, I want to get emails there and have people tell me what they think about Pokemon. You know mm-hmm. what? That's what I'm going to put in for the next episode. I'm going to put in a, an email. Well, um, we what we can do is well, I'll talk to you about it later. But I think what we should do is just use the same email address, and then mm-hmm. we can just make folders on the Gmail for it. Fair, fair. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Just remember to save a spot for me when you get to the Diamond and Pearl movies. Because <laughs> it's so oh, far away from that. Do I have some things to say about those? I'll, I'll let you know in December. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot of movies to go in between there and then. And then we have to come up with, like, a game plan for after you're done watching all 18 movies or whatever are out by then. Yep. But that's yeah. that's down the road. Down the road. We got oh. we got lots more movies to get through before we get to that. Oh yeah, before we come to those crossroads, there. I mean, by then we'll probably have some idea of where to go from there. Let's move on then. And uh, what about you, Viger? What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? I uh, got my Mew. That's that's been good. Available for GameStop. I actually had to go through two codes to get just one Mew because the first one didn't work for some reason. Hmm. Well, did it say it was like was used or like what was what was the issue? It was just said that the code was incorrect, but no matter how many times I put it in front ways and sideways, it's like, is that an I? Is it a 1? Is it an yeah. L? And I tried each one, and none of them worked. So. Could it have already been claimed? Could somebody have already claimed that code? That would or? be really... Unless there's like a... It, they would tell you if it's already been claimed. Yeah. The, ga- the game's set like up the to do that. scratch off as well, so... I mean, well, they could... Well, my my thought process is maybe they printed two of the exact same code on two cards... You know, but if it, the game tells I'd, I'd you... I'd probably chalk it up to that as the most logical one. Yeah, they... <clears throat> the games are like... They already tell you about it, though. They, they'll they be like, oh, this code's already been redeemed. Yeah. They would say that. Right. And if it's just wrong, it could have just input it, it. It just kept saying that the code was incorrect. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's perfect. So whatever. I got it. I went back to GameStop and I went back to GameStop the next day. I was like, "Hey, this code doesn't work." And they're like, "Oh, no problem." And they just gave me a new one. And mm-hmm. there was my Mew. I mean, so. it's not a big deal because I can just walk into my one GameStop down, as many times as I want and then just be like, "Yeah, I need a Mew code." Oh man! So myself, I have been working on the Kanto Classic meta for the Kanto Classic competition that's taking place at the end of the oh. month. You want to explain it? So, what is the Kanto Classic? So, the Kanto, we've talked about it before on the show, but I'll go over it again. The Just Kanto Classic, so I'm doing it because you need five play points in the VGC, to in the video game, to be able to compete at nationals. And I haven't right. decided whether or not I'm going to compete at nationals. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm just like, well, I might as well get them. First of all, it's going to be fun just playing all of these different metas. Right. And two, it's also going to be a lot. I mean, two, it'll give me my play points if I do want to play. And mm-hmm. so. The Kanto Classic meta right. is... It's a lot of fun, actually. It's uh, the original 150 Pokemon. Those are the only ones you can use. No Mewtwo, no Mew. And you mm-hmm. can... Uh, there are no items. So build a team from that, and hopefully you can win. Right. So okay. the huh. What's a lot of fun is a lot of the Pokemon that have kind of been buried over the years, you know? Because of the slight power creep that exists in Pokemon. Uh-huh. And right. no, no Megas, obviously, either, which is really fun. 
But nice. It's why don't they just do it in the old Gen One games? <laughs> because nice. that would be absolutely garbage. <laughs> yeah, massive pain. That'd be so bad. And let me explain to you why. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is the Gen One meta," and you'll you'll if you're lower on the ladder on Showdown, you'll see a lot of people using a lot of psychic types. Mm-hmm. And that's hilarious for one, because psychic types aren't as good as they were in the Gen One meta, like the pure Gen One meta. Because yeah. we have access to dark type moves. First of all, the fastest Pokemon in the tier right now, I believe, are Aerodactyl, Jolteon, and Electrode. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the fastest. They will outrun everything. That is awesome. Also, you hear that those are like usable. Viable. Yeah, like I mean, not, Aer- not that Jolteon isn't, but you know. Yeah, well, Electro is like right? wicked fast as well. Uh, no, he's, he's not. Access. Not as fast as you would want him to be. Hmm. There are a well, lot of things that outrun Gengar. Ag- it's like not only do you have access to Dark type moves, but you've also got access to a lot more Ghost type moves as well. Ghost type moves aren't really as shape. important here. I mean, because Alakazam's the big major psychic threat, psychic type threat, but yeah. you can take it out in a multi- multi- multiple different ways. One, I'm running a Nidoqueen with Sucker Punch. Ooh. That works out really well. And I'm also running Crunch on an Aerodactyl, and Aerodactyl always outspeeds Alakazam. You're right. So, and it's, it's an Oko with Crunch. It's also an right. Oko with Stone Edge, but I like the 100% accuracy, and I like having Crunch because it'll also Oko Gengar. Mm-hmm. Mm, the only thing you actually have to worry about is there's there are a lot of situations where you're going to run into speed ties with, like, Jolteon on Aerodactyl. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it, you just have to come up... You If you play a little bit, you find out what the big threats are in the meta, and you come up with ways to counter them. Because for a while I was running... And I was running a team, and I didn't have an answer to Aerodactyl, right? <clears throat> I'm like, I yeah. could run Jolteon and then just risk the 50-50 coin flip of being able to win the speed tie. And I toyed with that idea. But then I was talking to Shamu about it. I'm like, hey, is there anything that you think could uh, take a Stone Edge from an Aerodactyl, an Earthquake from an Aerodactyl, and a Crunch from an Aerodactyl really, really well? And he's just like, yeah. And he pulls up, he's just like, use Weezing. Uh <laughs> Weezing is surprisingly good in the Kanto Classic meta. Right. It it really? does is yeah, it does a lot. Still as bul- is he still as bulky as he can be in the current meta? Yeah, he's super bulky. I mean, but the thing is the the list of threats aren't as big. Right. right. You you literally have to worry about a couple psychic types. And mm. Clefable, because Clefable is still very popular in the Kanto Classic as well. But you can run uh instead of running like Flamethrower or I believe uh, Focus Blast is another variant that people like to run on Clefable. People have been running Psychic because there are two Steel types in the entire meta, and they're both not that good. Right. So, <laughs> it's it's a weird meta. It's a weird meta to play because you don't ex- you wouldn't like this team would definitely not work in OU right now. Right. It definitely wouldn't work, but it's a lot of fun. So if you want to get into like a competition and get some play points, this is the way to go. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Got the thatch seal of approval there. Oh man, it's a blast! I I enjoy like their little competitions. Like, they sound fun. Like they, these are fun ideas. Yeah, you know? they're really fun. And let me let me get the dates for that so I don't confuse people anymore. And because they're they're the registration hasn't even started yet. I'm like a week and a half ahead of where I should be, I believe. <laughs> so I'm I'm just practicing because I want to make sure I have a good team and I can do well. You know what I mean? So what is this called again? The Canto. It's Classic? called the Canto Classic. It's very it's very fun. Kanto Classic says registration runs from February 25th through March 5th, while battles run from March 4th to March 6th. 
That uh, sounds like it was incorrectly typed in. It's probably from the registration probably goes to March fourth, and then the battles go until from the fourth to the fifth or something like True, that. True, that does make that does make a little bit more sense. Yeah. That does so make a so bit registration more. first and starts on. And it's also on... nice because it's also nice because all entrants, whether you win or lose, get a special Dragonite. Yes, that's that true. has. It's basically Lance's Dragonite from red, green, and blue. Mm-hmm. It's at level 62 with the ability Inner Focus and the moves Agility, Slam, Barrier, and Hyper Beam. And you couldn't get nice Barrier. Because... You couldn't get Barrier yeah. until this, which is Dragonite very can't fun. learn Barrier naturally. So yeah. Even though Lance's Dragonite had one. Yeah, it was had a big, it. fat cheat. <laughs> I mean, back then, probably, yeah. But then all you gotta do is just grab that Venomoth and mm-hmm. have at it. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, <laughs> Broken games. Broken, broken games. But yeah, that's what I've been up to mostly. I mean, I've been doing some other Pokemon-ish things. Like, I'm still playing Pokemon Picross almost religiously. But I've been playing a lot of Kanto Classic just to kind of get into the meta. (laughs) Picross is more fun. Like, I'm a big fan of puzzle games. Let me tell you that much. Okay. It's, uh, It's definitely good, though. As the so, guy who does the news and all the updates that you get are just nothing but Pokemon Shuffle and Pick Cross updates, you start to not be, really like yeah. those games too much. <laughs> that'll, that'll drive you insane. Yeah. So let's let's take let's take a short break and we'll kick it on over to the news. So let's cue the epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. All right, and in the news. So today, this week was an awesome news week. Lots of things happened. Uh, as most of you know by now, Magiana was leaked in the Coral Coral, a new Pokemon. We will obviously, if you've read the episode title, we're going to go into this in more discussion when we get to the topic. So just hold on for another ten minutes. We... Dash, and we'll get right over to that. Yeah, let's bit, just listen so. to us talk about some other news. There's a lot of really cool news though that's still going on because there's so much like 20th anniversary celebration happening. Because the 20th mm-hmm. anniversary is in, like, two weeks. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. I, I'm still calling it Pokemon Direct somehow in the next two weeks. I'm really, really hoping. <laughs> so, yeah, first... I'm, I'm still crossing my fingers to seeing more beta footage, or just beta footage of Pokemon Go in action. Uh, but there's more happening, actually, for that. They're, they're having a thing in March, I believe mid-March, I think the 15th or the 14th. Niantic is going to be mm-hmm. at some conference, and they're going to be yeah, showing actually, the game off. Uh, so, if I remember correctly, when I was reporting on this a while back, it said that I'm I'm cycling through it trying to find it. It would be at the GDC conference yes. in San Francisco, but we don't have a date. No, we do now. We do now. Oh. Uh, it, was, it? it wasn't when the original announcement came out. We didn't have a date, but now there's a date. It's I believe the 14th of March. So all right. So exactly there, one boy. month as of this recording. Yeah. From now. Exactly. So in 29 days. That's um, cool. We yes. also have um, some just minor things. To celebrate the 20th anniversary, Mario Maker unlocked three, added three new costumes, yeah. which are Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. Awesome. It's I'm really excited cool. about that. And you can play this level, and I'm when sh- you beat the level, you get them all. It's very cool, and it's very exciting. And they come with like their their original cries and everything, and it, it's just amazing. Man, these these models are great. <laughs> they look like pixels. That's <laughs> something. All it's right, adorable. nice little eight bit. Mm-hmm. Damn, those are the oh shoot! I just swore on the podcast. Uh, 
darn, that, that is the original cry. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, just, I, I, told I just watched the video. Yet. I told you, it's very awesome. Um, more 20th anniversary things that are happening. If you play Splatoon, like a lot of us do, Splatoon is a great game. If you don't have it and you have a Wii U, you should go get it right now. But they're doing a Splatfest next weekend, February 20th and 21st. A Splatfest is when you pick a team and you just play for the glory of that team. And if you win, you get some sea snails. Sea snails are used to like re-roll abilities and stuff. It's very cool. Yeah, it's just like, basically Splatfest is just pits two teams together. It's like dogs versus cats. Which one is more popular? Yes, but... Pizza or spaghetti? Which one is better? Well, this time around... It's Pokemon Red versus Pokemon Blue. Yeah, and what's even cooler is when you join a Splatfest team, you get a t-shirt for that weekend with the uh, with the team that you're on. And so you actually there are actually Charizard and Blastoise t-shirts in the game for this. And what's even better is in Japan, yes. because it's red and green, they are actually selling those t-shirts at the Pokemon Center. <laughs> no IRL, joke. you can get these t-shirts for real if you're in be... Japan, which none of us do, which sucks. But it's still cool. <laughs> Right? It's yes. still really cool. I want one real bad. I hope they I hope they put something like that up on the e or not on the eShop, but on the PokemonCenter.com website here in the US. I would totally buy one. Wait, are we gonna cover right. this Pikachu news? We're gonna cover yeah, this Pikachu. Yeah, we're gonna news. cover this Pikachu oh, news. Man. That's next, oh, man. man. Good. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just getting hyped. So in it's, so we'll, for we'll more twentieth for more twentieth anniversary news, uh for Japan only right now, there is a special Pikachu being distributed via serial code from the 16th of February to the 22nd of May, and this Pikachu is both a surfing and flying Pikachu. Oh my goodness. It also <laughs> knows agility and celebrate, which so, is just crazy. Those aren't the moves that you're getting this Pikachu for. No, absolutely not. Is this a tournament-legal Pikachu? Yeah, it will be now that oh it's in Japan, goodness. yes. Oh my goodness. That's exciting. I yeah. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since we've had a surfing Pikachu, or a flying it, Pikachu. Always, it's been since, like, Gen 4. I've always known... It's like, I've always known that Pikachu could somehow learn surf during special occasions, but I didn't think yeah. it would be able to learn how to fly. <laughs> it, actually, in Gen 4, if you had the Pokewalker for HeartGold and SoulSilver, you, if you, there was a special path that you could download onto the Pokewalker from HeartGold, and it was, <laughs> um, it was the Pikachu Garden path. And if you, there was like, there was like a 1% chance you'd run into a flying Pikachu, and a 5% chance or something like that that you'd run into a surfing Pikachu. It Jeez. was the Poco Walker, but yeah, there was a chance that you'd get a flying or a surfing one. But it was also very easy in Gen 4 to get a surfing Pikachu because Pokemon Battle Revolution just handed them out. PBR. Right. PBR. Good old days, right? Man, good old days. Last of... from the past. Maybe we can get Pokemon Battle Revolution 2. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That'd be great, right? I would. I would. I would see that. That'd be cool. I would. I'd be down with that. I would be down. I mean, I feel like even just bringing into like a modern day Pokemon Stadium, it would just be so much nostalgia. I think. Just have all six gens up until this point, and just have them on the console. Let's do it. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, I agree. I can agree. We, one second here, and I'm just I'm rewatching this uh, this Mario Maker Pokemon <laughs> thing, and the. The swimming character model, or like swimming texture for, um, Squirtle. For Squirtle is adorable. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Man, that's this is great. This is great. 
So in other Coro Coro in other Coro Coro related news, there yes. was more information revealed about how Shadow Mewtwo and regular Mewtwo function in the upcoming Pokémon Fighters or Pokémon Tournament. Why do I keep calling it Pokémon Fighters? I call it Pokémon Fighters all the time as well. It's very it's... annoying because the name is Pokémon <laughs> Tournament. It is Pokémon Tournament, but it basically outlined Shadow Mewtwo's origins into the game, what his central shtick is mm-hmm. and questions it and whatever. It also hinted at the fact that Mewtwo that Shadow Mewtwo knows both Thunder Punch, Fire Punch, and Ice Punch and uses them in quick succession. Should you be able to deal all three, you deal a ton of damage on top of that. And it's also been confirmed that Mute regular Mewtwo knows Hyper Beam <laughs> as one of his moves. Yeah. And it's also cryptically hinting that Mewtwo might be able to switch between Mega Mewtwo X and Mega Mewtwo Y as its really? first attack. That'd be interesting. Because the Koro Koro picture shows Mega Mewtwo Y, but we have gameplay footage of Mega, Mega Mewtwo, Mewtwo X. X. I wonder if there's a selection for that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe Mega, maybe like Mega little, like... Shadow Mewtwo does one and um, regular Mewtwo does the other. Well, Shadow Mewtwo, we've only... Shadow Mewtwo, we've only seen Mega X. Evolve into the X variant. So maybe normal uh, Mewtwo Mega Evolves into the Y variant. Well, we see if you see on Cerebi with uh yes. on the Thursday entry, you can see regular Mewtwo in X form. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I lied. It's beating up Charizard in this shot, so. But <laughs> it's interesting. Maybe maybe there's like multiple burst attacks for each Pokemon. Maybe I you doubt don't want... I doubt it would be for each Pokemon. Maybe for both Mewtwo and I would say, um, what's it called? Mewtwo and Shadow Mewtwo, Shadow Mewtwo and Charizard. I'd say yeah. That. Or at least it's just like one some Pokemon that can Mega Evolve. You can opt out and just have like a yeah normal run of the mill attack. Maybe there's just like two different burst attacks for each Pokemon. All right. Know. So last... here's to me being here's to me being optimistic about this kind of stuff. Last piece of news that I think is um, very interesting is that if you live in Europe and you were very upset that the U.S. got Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon before you, well, you can be relieved because you are getting Virtual Console titles of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team and Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team. You are getting the Virtual Console releases to the Wii U. Um, they are already there now, I believe. And you can pick yes. those up now. Um, now, now we do the... not have a U.S. release date for these, though. You happy, Whimsicott? You happy now? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have to play it with this like horrible DS what? thing on the... I do not know. Um, I have not actually picked up a DS game on the Virtual Console before. Yeah. It, it has this horrible DS. Um, I know what you're talking about. Border on it, and it looks terrible. I assume there would well, be it, some. It, I would hope there would be some kind of option to make it yeah. a. I uh, think there is because oh. there's another shot that just has one screen. But that could be for it. Red okay. Rescue Team, right? Red Rescue well, Team was a Game Red Boy Advance game. Or Blue Rescue Team. Well, Red Rescue Team was a Game Boy Advance game. Blue Re- Rescue Team was a DS game. <laughs> So right. one's going to be different than the other. I, 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 honestly, Ethan, my answer to you right now is I don't know. Uh. <laughs> we just have to wait until it comes to the States. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Cool. I believe that is all of the news right now. You don't got any Puckle shuff- uh, Pokemon Shuffle news for I'm us? That's right now, is there? Unfortunately, no. You know. Unless you want yeah, to get a Flying Shaman. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, in Pokemon Shuffle, not the actual. Yes, main in game. Pokemon Shuffle. What's even the point? Right. 
Exactly. So that, I believe, is it for the news today. So we're going to take a short break and then get right up right to Magiana for you guys and the topic. There is no Puckle news right now. The UTC is still going on, and Shamu and I are discussing today when we should have all of the tournaments for the rest of the year, and we're going to put them on our calendar. You'll probably see them there before you hear about them on the show. So you can check it out at PucklePodcast at gmail, or PucklePodcast.com, and we'll probably also make a post about it with all of the other dates and stuff. Because I believe next week we're going to do a, a call for uh, gym leader tryouts and stuff like that. So we're very excited uh, for it. Summer. So, yeah. So PFTT, the Prepare for Trouble tournament, is definitely coming next month. That starts next month. So watch out for that. It's a very fun tournament if you want to get into the VGC. It's just a great time. And you can you can learn a lot from people like me and Sublime and other things. So... That's it for the news. Let's kick it on over to the topic, though, after this short break. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And on to the topic today. Our topic today, of course, is Magiana's reveal in this Coral Coral leak. So, if you haven't seen already, and if you haven't, and you're in the Pokemon community, you must have been living under a rock. Because this was some of the biggest news, I think, this week is that we got a new Pokemon revealed in Koro Koro. It's going to be in the new movie with Volcanion. It is Ma- Magiana, the man-made Pokemon. We do not have a typing for Magiana yet. And it's uh, it's based on a clockwork gear and something else. It looks like it's based on a Pokeball with a clockwork gear on its head. It's very it's very yep. interesting design. It's obviously a Viger favorite because it's going to be a steel type. It has explain to be yourself. Type. Yeah. You have to explain yourself. Before, hold on one second. I'm going to just go on a limb, and I think we're all thinking this. Fairy Steel, now. I think I think Fairy Steel is a very real possibility. I'd have to say, very it, real it's possibility. either Fairy Steel or Pure Steel. One mm-hmm. of the two. Um, I you have to, you gotta the two. justify yourself here. You gotta, what, explain yourself. What about this is appealing? <laughs> <laughs> well, where do I begin? Under the assumption that it's a freaking machine Pokemon again. Yes! But it's so over-designed. I no, I, I have to agree. It's probably a little overdesigned. There's like 800 things going on. Mm-hmm. There, there's like 30 what different patterns. There's a there's a there's a, the eyes have a weird thing going on. I think I think that's perfect though for calling it the man-made Pokemon though, right? Because it's I I kind of just see it being yeah. a Frankenstein of sorts, mm-hmm. where it's made of a bunch of different parts. Also, I really like that its bottom skirt thing definitely resembles a Pokeball very much. So I can. Uh-huh. I can obviously see, like in the game, when you're when it's inevitable that you have Magiana on your team, that when you throw her out, it's just in her ball form. Yeah, and then she like and pops when she out. Lands, she transforms into her Pokemon form. I could totally see you that. Don't actually I, capture. You just I, kinda... I agree with that, pretty much one hundred percent. Now, I think the interesting conversation is to have is to move on from the design. I understand the design right. is definitely yes. in mixed uh, in mixed. <laughs> I like the intricacies. Opinions, I but. Do. <laughs> um, what does this imply for Pokemon as a whole, right? Does this mean we're not going to get a Z version? Does this mean that we're moving right into 7th gen? 
And I think I think that's definitely a question on everybody's mind right now. It's very much up in the air for that. Yeah, I mean, so mm-hmm. so I can see this going two ways, right? Pokemon's been throwing us a lot of curveballs lately, right? We've gotten mm-hmm. the uh, we've gotten an off a, a quote unquote off sequence because the sequence was of two games of a uh, of a remake for a game, even though fifth generation had no remake, right? Um, right. I think no, it that, just had that's a curveball that was thrown at us. We were also thrown the curveball of Black and White 2 being sequels as opposed to just a rehashed version of Black and White and a gray right. version, as with you will. Few, um, with a few changes here and there. Exactly. And so I, I could see, so first of all, Pokemon is just throwing us lots of curveballs. There's no really telling what Pokemon can do, what Pokemon's going to do anymore. And so no. I, I see multiple routes that this can take, right? So yeah. first of all is that we we go with Reddit's this is Gen six point five, we're getting Southern Kalos or something like that mm-hmm. added in I'd this like next region. Like and we're going to be getting, you know, another fifty Pokemon added to the Pokedex. Which yeah, maybe. I mean I could see that happening. I could also I see would, Game Freak. Make, it would make the Gen six pool a lot bigger than what it was. Yeah, the maximum. Gen six added the fewest Pokemon out of any generation, right? And I, I, it's to be perfect, Gen so far. To be perfectly so. honest, I'm one hundred percent okay if they keep releasing gens that are only seven seventy Pokemon large. I would and, be fine yeah. with a six point five. That seems actually pretty I'd I'd like that. because Yeah, okay. It would, so it would round out the gen for me. So I, I yeah, agree because it's extent. like, oh, you were just exploring the northern half. You were just seeing the northern Pokemon. Well, we have an entire southern bit with completely different Pokemon. Yeah, and that would be that would be very yeah. interesting to see something like that where they add on a region, just kind of like they did in Black and White Two. They add onto the region, and mm-hmm. that I mean that's not that's not impossible. That's something that could definitely happen. Um, yeah, I I could also see Game Freak calling this the beginning of Gen Seven, maybe Gen Seven is part of Kalos as well. Maybe a generation doesn't signify, in Game Freak's mind, a new um, region. region. It may be just new Pokemon is what... Because I, I'll explain this here in a minute when I get to the next thing. The next thing could be that we're we're going to... Maybe we'll still see a Z release, and it'll be Z in everything that we see. We won't include Magiana. I believe this is 100% possible, and this is a couple <clears> of reasons why. Because, first of all, everybody... everybody we, When we were talking about it, people are just like, well, this means that 7th generation is very inevitable this year. It's going to happen. And I want to say maybe not so much. Because I'd, I'd almost shoot for next year being... I would, I would definitely shoot for next year for 7th generation. I think we're still going to see a Pokemon Z this year. Hopefully. I, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that we do. I want to I want to say during, like, the 20th... Or during the 20th anniversary day that it happens, that's when we're going to get the announcement of either... Pokemon Z happening, or the six point five, or the. I, I, I think gen. I think we will get something's happening. I think we will get day. a main game announcement during the anniversary this year. I think that is the proper way to do the twentieth anniversary. I agree. because <laughs> this year the, where we're celebrating the twentieth anniversary of Pokemon all year long, with yeah. Gen six games getting free Pokemon the entire year, which which intends which shows to me that Nintendo plan or Game Freak for that matter, the Pokemon company plans to stay in sixth generation for a little while longer. Until at least the end of the year, because we're getting Pokemon that are available for or as up until December. And right. <clears throat> so, so to me, that means, yeah, maybe we'll see a Z here in like four or five months. I could see four or five months being a time frame, and we get it, we can get a uh, summer release for Pokemon Z, which would be kind of fun. That would be. And then you know maybe they once that gets once that's released and it's out for a month or two, they they announce seventh gen. But I don't think this being in the movie indicates that we're going to be seeing a seventh generation Pokemon game you, it's right like away. You've also because it's like with 
Pokemon movies, they don't really hint as to certain Pokemon being of the current gen. You've got, well, like... The, well, they do this, uh, right? you got Pokemon well, Ranger in the Temple Under the Sea. You had Manaphy, who was a fourth gen, but it was during the third gen. No, no, Then you've well, got... Yeah, then you've got Zoroark and the Master of Illusions, yeah, Zoroark well, and Zoro, and so on and so forth. That. This seems to be pretty in line with Gen 6 in terms of style, if that makes sense. Kind I think of, yeah. sort of. I, let me explain to you why I think it's a seventh generation Pokemon, though. Um, after I explain why the movie, being in the movie doesn't think, indicate Gen 7, uh, I don't think Gen 7 is going to happen because we got two movies actually in third gen that had fourth generation Pokemon in it, right? Lucario and the Mystery of Mew, movie 8, yeah. and the movie 9 had Manaphy. These were all, these were all in, I believe Manaphy, the Manaphy movie came out before Diamond and Pearl were a thing. Manaphy was the last third gen movie that came out. That was, I mean, it was the last Hoenn movie. I'm not sure if it was the last third gen movie. Like, That's what I'm saying, game. last third gen movie. I don't know if I'm not sure if the movies were out at that or the games were out at that point or not. I, would, I don't think they were. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I I don't I don't want to claim that. But we also have. Uh, but you know, fourth gen had a lot of leading up to it. Had a lot of leading up to it because even in the Deoxys movie, you've got something like uh, yeah. Munchlax being in it, right? And so very early yeah. on, you're seeing a lot of new Pokemon. So I don't think this indicates it, but I do think this is a seventh generation Pokemon. And let me tell you why, Ethan. Okay. Let me let me tell you why. So if you it. if you look at the Mew equivalent in every generation, right? If you look at uh, Celebi mm-hmm. and Jirachi and Manaphy and Victini and even Deonce, 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 what either one? Deonce, Deonce. If you if you see if you look at those designs, what they do after after Mew is they hide in the number of the generation in the Pokemon's design. Really? Yes. Is so Celebi, Celebi has uh, two antennae yeah. for Generation 2. Jirachi on its head has three wishes. Oh, man. Manaphy oh, on its forehead has four spots above its eyes for fourth, fourth gen. gen. I did not know this. Victini has a V, which is the Roman numeral five. Right. Five. And then Deonce, <laughs> if you count, if you count the, uh, count the uh, crystals on her head, six crystals. Well, if you look yep. at the if you look at the gear the on Magiana's head, heads, it's seven teeth. It's seven. It's seven <laughs> cogs on the gear, right. which would represent to me that this is the Mew of Gen Seven. So, oh my gosh, because it, it just, looks very oh intentional. My. It's very intentional. It seems that there are only seven cogs <laughs> as opposed to eight in the full gear. So, you just blown my mind yet again. Thatch. Take that for what you will. <laughs> Not to mention, also, if like people are just like, well, they could be taking it from like the clink clang design, and if you look at clink and clang, um, or clink, they have eight. Clink, clink only has six cogs, so yeah. um, they're definitely not taking from that. And so I would, I, I'm gonna venture a guess that this is the equivalent of Mew in Generation Seven. That makes sense to me. I I, say I, that you've, you've sold me. You've sold me, Thatch. <laughs> so, so two things can happen, and this, this is, this goes back to what I was talking about before. Two things. First, we're either getting Gen 6.5, which Game Freak will call Gen 7 in their minds. And two, um, we're just, this is just the first line in Generation 7 reveals. And Pokemon Z is going to come out later this year anyway, and we won't even, we won't even care about Magiana because it won't be in there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they've done it before, and I really, I, I really like this so far, right? The fact that Magiana's announced but we haven't gotten a game yet. I feel like they're they're kind of going back to their old sales strategy to some extent, right? Because you know, once we got, we didn't see Deonce before we got X and Y, right? The Deonce movie actually happened after X and Y came out, and mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's disappointing. And you know, at the end of the 
at the end of the Gen 5 movies, we didn't get a hint of too many Gen 6 Pokemon. And it, Gen 6, to be fair, I felt was very abrupt. It was, yep. uh, it was, it was very fast because yeah. Generation 5 only lasted two years, two and a half years, I believe. And it was, it was very abrupt. I was not expecting to see a Generation 6 so soon. And I hope, I hope they continue that and they, they continue letting me have Generation 6 for at least another year. I would very right. much appreciate a Generation 6. So, that, those are my, those are my thoughts currently. I'd always assumed that Magiana was going to be this gen, this next gen Pokemon, just under the assumption of she's not in the data for X and Y or Oras, just like Deontay, Hoopa, and even Volcanion are. See, it's like if see, but if, I Mia, would... if Magiana was in the data, we would have found her by now. Well, as 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 a devil's advocate, right? I would say if gener- Game Freak, I can't predict anymore, right? And so maybe Game Freak's like, <laughs> yeah, no. we're gonna do Gen six point five. And there's just going to be more Pokemon on the code, right? It's going to expand past 721. Uh huh. And you know, maybe you, that's a big troll. I'm I'm cool with that, you know. And but at the same time, I really I really think this is Generation Seven, and I think this is just our first glimpse of Generation Seven, even though Generation Six isn't done yet, which is fine because I knew about Munchlax like two years after Ruby and Sapphire came out, and you know what? I had to wait four years until I got to actually have a Munchlax. So. Yeah. Whatever whatever's going on with that. <laughs> it was, We're gonna know sometime soon. We'll because... know at some point, and I'm perfectly fine with waiting two years to own a Magiana, right? I'm one hundred percent fine yeah. with that. I've got patience. I'm a man I, of patience. I think so. this is this is just that reassuring sign I have in my heart that the main series games aren't dead. You know what I mean? Because right. I this is yeah. why I've been really upset that we haven't seen a Pokemon Z announcement, right? We keep getting all this news about Zygarde, and it's just like, this could just be an anime-only special like Ash Greninja, and mm-hmm. it's very upsetting to me. I'm just like, no, we can, I want to play with this, you know? I want to use this, not Ash Greninja, but Zygarde 100% and 10%. I think these are very yeah. cool designs. I'd like to play with this, and I'd like to do something with that, and then I just, there's just a sinking feeling with how long it's taking them to make an announcement, because we've almost known about the Zygarde forms for about five months now, four or five months, yeah. and we still haven't and, gotten a Z announcement. And Pokemon's always had that third legendary formula going down that the third ge- that the third legendary in the current well, gen I, would get it, its own standalone it, it, game. It needs something, just, right? Not even just a standalone game, but Zygarde just needs something. It just felt so just not fleshed out. Something. There's there's a story there that hasn't of, been told. But I yes. mean you could argue a lot of things about that in Pokemon in general. There's just a story there that hasn't <clears> been told. What and... if we what if we go to space? <laughs> what if we go to space though? We've already gone to space. Have you not played the Delta episode yet, Ethan? Sort of did. No, but I'm saying oh, we, wait, go to, no, we go to space hasn't. for real. <laughs> oh, no, I have played the Delta episode. He, he actually played it. He finished it. Yeah, I finished it. Okay. That's no, why he's still we, on the podcast. He didn't quit. A really long time to do it. What if we go to space and the entire like? So you spend a significant amount of time elsewhere, like uh, just not on that planet. Like, what if what if we go to a moon or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you're gonna have and to load up on Porygon twos and Magnemites. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what if? Well, hold on. Hold on. Nobody else is gonna be theory. able to survive in that vacuum. This is my crazy theory. <laughs> okay. What if? Oh boy. Magiana was a Pokemon that we sent into space, and you are uh, just stretching. You are just space probe Pokemon. You are. You are. At pun intended, reaching for the stars here, Ethan. I am. I am reaching for the stars. 
And <laughs> yeah, I'm shooting for the moon because if, even if I miss, I'll land among the stars. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it's probably something. not that though. No, was... I I think I think we are definitely looking at the first Gen Seven Pokemon. I do not think that this implies that we will see Gen Seven this year. Um, if we do no. see Gen Seven, I wouldn't. I mean, I would just be like, eh, this happens. But at the same time, I don't want it to be Gen Seven yet. I want. I would love to see one more Gen uh, Gen Six movie. This, I want to see Pokemon. I want to see. I want to see Pokemon Z first. I th- there's else. just definitely something there, and if they come up they, in the anime, they're coming up with all these things, and it's finally coming to the U.S. in the anime, right? So I feel yeah. uh, next week, I believe next weekend, they're showing off. So yeah, uh, Pokemon X, Y, and Z comes out the twentieth this week, mm-hmm. which is very exciting as well. But I feel like that's the moment when it's just like, yes, these Pokemon have all been officially revealed to the children. Let's do Pokemon Z version. You know what 100% form uh, Zygarde is, not Vigard. I was going to call it Vigard. It's, it's like a Zygarde Viger fusion. Um, and... I take that as a compliment. <laughs> and Somebody, anybody who's an artist, fuse Magnemite and Zygarde together. Let's exactly. see what happens. Exactly. And so I would like to see. I would like to see Zygarde. 100% Zygarde form on like the cover of Pokemon Z. Though I could totally see something where we get. Uh, two Z versions, and one's got 100% Zygarde on the cover, and the other one's got 10% Zygarde on the God, cover. God, please no. But I, I think I, that I think that's 100% possible. I think I think that is, and I'm crossing my fingers as I've said the past few weeks. This is my last ditch effort, and then I'm done. I'm done trying to predict when they're going to tell me about Z version, because after the 20th anniversary, if they don't say anything, I just don't know what's going on. Because yeah. we also have, I don't believe we've gotten a U.S. press release about Magiana yet either. Um, no, I can double check this. Nobody has gotten a press. There is no press release. We just have the Coral Coral League. And well, that's it. typically what will happen is if you look in, uh, if you look in the um, Pokemon Pokemon dot com website, they'll be like, "Oh, look, this is a Pokemon that was revealed as soon as it's revealed in Coral Coral, right?" And we did yeah, not but... get that this time with Magiana. So that that's telling me, hey, yeah. Pokemon Z is being, not. This is about here this yet. is about a four days difference between Magiana being leaked and as of this recording, and we still haven't got any sort of confirmation. There's no, about there's no, being... yeah, there's no. I mean, I'm not sure if there's an official press release press uh, release in Japan yet. Um, if there was, it would have come out today, I believe, or tomorrow, yeah. because that's when Koro Koro officially drops. And that's when they would do it, as opposed to the, when the leak happens. That would just ruin the sales of Koro Koro, right? And Man, so, Koro Koro. Right. They really need to get their, their leaks together. I, I honestly <laughs> think it's like the same two people that do it every time. They just... it Every single issue is like always leaked three days beforehand. Three to five, everything. actually. Three to five. Yeah, like some... And it's yeah. actually, it's gotten very consistent to being five. It's typically, you'll see it on the 10th or the 11th of the month when the magazine's supposed to come out on the 15th. We'll know hopefully more, though, by next Koro Koro leak about something else. Yep. I'm sure they'll promise us some other video game footage of some sort, and, you know, I don't know. There, there's going to be something in the Koro Koro. And this this is a very exciting time though for Pokemon, I think. To be into Pokemon, right? To to mm-hmm. to be who we are and talk about it every week. Yep. It's a very exciting time because I remember when it dropped, this is probably one of the um one of the few times that like we've actually like I spent a whole day just talking about Pokemon with people. Because it's very exciting to just see the first Pokemon in the new generation. Um it it's almost as exciting as when a new game is announced. 
when the new game's announced, yeah. like we will definitely go off. We'll just be talking the entire day on Facebook or something, and we'll be mentioning things and how excited we are for it. And it's it's definitely one of those feelings that I think we'll get very, 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 very soon. I like to wake up to news. It's a lot yes. of fun. It is. It is. I mean, I remember when mm-hmm. uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire were announced. I uh, I was yep. I was legitimately in my lab. I was taking data, doing some doing some science. I was sciencing hard. You know, and I get a yeah, phone call. So much science. I get a phone call from a former co-host, and uh, he's still a Puckaloni, and he hangs around with us, and he's very cool. Uh, Cleary, he, and this is really odd because I just I have your guys' phone numbers because you know if like you're not online or something, you're supposed to be on the episode. I send you a text or something. Right. And, right. Um. So I had his for the same reason, and he was calling me. I'm just like, this is really weird. I never really call you guys. I just talk to you on Skype. When I'm sitting at my desk, this is really weird. And so I pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, Cleary, what's up? And I was really scared because, like, I thought something bad had happened to him or something. And he was dying. Me. Yeah, I thought something bad <laughs> You're happened. You're the first phone call he makes. Yeah, and I'm just I'm, – I wouldn't be surprised. We're pretty good friends. And we were just like – he's just like – he's like, or as con- – Hoenn confirmed. That's all he said to me. And That's I'm like, pretty no funny. Way. No way. And I'm just – and I looked it up right away. And he's just like, yeah, it's happening. It's like that's the proper way to let me know breaking news like that if it like happens in the middle of the day. You guys are allowed to call me during the middle of the day. Um, but it's a very exciting time. It's like Puckle is probably my favorite pastime out of all of them. I get yelled at for doing it a lot because I'm constantly on my phone talking to you guys, and it's uh, it's definitely one of my favorite pastimes though. And I enjoy doing this, and I hope that we are going to see a new game very soon, whether it is Gen 7 because of Magiana or anything else because of Zygar. <laughs> so, <laughs> any other last conclusions, last remarks you guys want to wrap up with? Just excited. That's it. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward I, to anything. <laughs> yep. Yep. I've been hearing rumors that people are on the extreme and saying Magiana is ushering in the 7th gen, which is supposed to be completely machine Pokemon. I'm saying that's complete. No. That's, nope. that's God, dumb. no. No. Please. That's Absolutely dumb. not. As much as that would be amazing for me to see, it's not going to happen. I think another discussion, if we do, if we do want to do some more Gen 7 speculation, because we have Magiana, I think this could be another episode, though, is a lot of people have been discussing new types. Yes. But I think that's absolutely absurd. But no. I'd say it's too, it's too, way too early to yeah. put in a new type. I agree. We just got fairy. We don't even have so. enough fairies yet. <laughs> So type B works maybe new megas possibly new types absolutely not yeah so either way that's it for the topic today we are gonna kick it over to commercial break guys and then we will bring you the Pokemon of the episode so All right. catch you guys on the flip flop hey Sarge yeah. so I was reading the paper today and there's a sale on Rotom Frigens okay um we should get one but we already have a fridge. Uh, but this is a Rotom fridge. It's got a little face on it. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's based on... Painted? It, it, it's, it's based on the Pokemon. It's pretty cool. Okay. It's the new, so, it's, it's one of the newest appliances from Rotom Appliances. Uh, you're, you're not yet selling me on this thing. Uh, what are we... It's got double doors. Double door. That's kind of cool. Uh, instead of this top bottom thing we've got going on. I I don't know though. Having the freezer on the more top. Freezer it's kind of space. More, more freezer space. More freezer. How, how much more? I don't know. Probably. It keeps okay. things cold. Okay, well, that's what our fridge does right now, and it doesn't cost us any additional money. Um, but it's a Rotom but fridge. I, 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 it's got a face, and it's from Rotom Appliances. It's I, brand new. They sponsor uh, the podcast. Yeah, well, 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 
we'll put that on the shelf, uh, our idea shelf, and we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. Um, Rotom fridges, they're on sale now. episode and welcome back our pokemon of the episode today is national decks number 238 smoochum the kiss pokemon it according to the gold pokemon pokedex entry its lips are the most sensitive parts on its body it it always uses its lips to examine things first that sounds just like (laughs) a baby right uh And so we have Smoochum. Uh, we chose Smoochum because today is Valentine's Day. And so you should be kissing your uh, significant other if you have one. If not, you can continue to play Pokemon. Thanks for reminding me. Or that. see Deadpool. You can see Deadpool. I'm all alone in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> so Smoochum obviously is not used in OU very often. Smoochum is, however, used in Little Cup. And, however, you've got somebody who's pretty good at Little Cup right here. Just saying. Yeah, I'm pretty good, yeah, that's true. His name is Ethan. Um, but, little, but in Little Cup, Smoochum's actually very interesting because it is the only Psychic Ice-type Pokemon. Also, Jinx is the only Psychic Ice-type Pokemon as well. So, um, Smoochum's typing allows for it to do a lot of things. It has the Oblivious ability, which makes people not worry, it won't worry about taunts, so it can actually set up on things. So you can you can actually use a Nasty Plot set, or even a Substitute set, something like that. And so a, a very popular set on Smoochum is actually this uh, setup set where you use Ice Beam and Psychic, both stabs, and then you can fill in the gaps depending on what your team is with Shadow Ball or Hidden Power Fighting or something of that extent. And you can, if you want if you want some lasting time, you can use Substitute to last a little while. Life Orb is actually a lot of fun in Little Cup, and let me tell you this um, because you guys are probably not aware. However, Life Orb damage, you know, 10% every time you attack, right? When you yeah. when so in Little Cup because the numbers are so low you can actually play around with this a lot you can play around with these rounding errors and so if you have 19 HP or less Life Orb will only take away one HP each time you lose uh, use Life Orb. Uh-huh. Fun fact and so Smoochum is definitely capable of that if you play with the IVs and stuff. Pretty cool though, right? The, the more you know. Pretty cool. And so you can also run Substitute or Nasty Plot on this as well. Um, depending, you want to survive, you want some survivability, or do you want to boost your special attack? You're more than welcome to do that. It is, it is weak to a lot of things, though, I would say, because Smoochum does not like steel types, and there are a good number of steel types. Ponyard is very popular right now in the OU meta, or in the little cup meta, so it's, uh, it's very scary. There are also some other dark types that are very scary to it, <laughs> still Ponyard. Um, Houndour is out there, though, Carvana's out there, and they can, they can take care of it. You can also have to worry about fire types because this typing is just not—it's not the greatest, right? It's got a lot of weaknesses. It's got. Let's double check. There, there are a lot of weaknesses, I believe, to a psychic ice typing. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, man, it's weak to rock, bug, ghost, steel, fire, and dark, and that's and, all. Those are all times two. And not to mention, all of those are very common types. Yeah, steel, fire, and dark. That's not things you want to be weak to. Steel, fire, dark. Bug is bug is more common than it used to be. Rock is a lot more common than it used to be. That also means mm-hmm. that it gets times two stealth rock damage. And stealth yeah, rocks uh, are used in Little Cup. This isn't the VGC meta where stealth entry hazards aren't used that often. So that's that's kind of sad, right? <laughs> but yeah. if you want to run Smoochum, it's actually very good. If you you probably want to run a Rapid Spinner, you probably want a Fighting type to go along with it. Maybe even a steel type to take out other Pokemon. 
that that's something you can do. There's also a choice guard set, which is somewhat interesting as well, um, where you you pretty much run the exact same moves, but instead of saying you're gonna run, um, you're gonna run uh, substitute or nasty plot, you run trick. And trick is one of my favorite moves to run on any choice scarf Pokemon. <laughs> because you can just trick that choice scarf onto something that doesn't want a choice scarf and you're just, you're just good. My favorite thing is I was playing some guy and I tripped him up 100% because I was running trick choice scarf, I forget what, Rotom. And so I led with the Rotom, he led with Sparrowthorn, and I'm like, oh, he's just gonna go for Leech Seed or Stealth Rocks, and so I threw a choice scarf on him. And he just couldn't do anything. He's just like, I, I'm running an almost fully support um, Feral Thorn. I can't do anything. Like, <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun. I really love doing that. So you could do something very similar, like Feral Seed still used and stuff like that. So it's very, it's it's a lot right. of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Also, the EV spreads are obviously different in Little Cub. You could just go 252 special attack, 252 speed. But in reality, you only need 240. So... Right. Also timid, so you can go as fast as you can. Gotta go fast. Let's see. Okay, so we, we looked up TCG cards for Smoochum as well. Uh, and Biger and I made the comment that baby Pokemon are no longer in the TCG, which is 100% true. So they're just gone. Yeah, yeah well, they're gone because they what they do is they still allow the their evolutions to be basic Pokemon as well. So there's no reason to have a baby Pokemon in the TCG. You know so having I mean? not having not played, what is the distinction between a baby Pokemon and a regular Pokemon? They're, well, they're just than... both basic Pokemon, right? And yeah, so, but like, so so there's no reason that you would want to fill up your deck with a Smoochum if you want to play Jinx because Jinx is already a basic That's... Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is so weird that you can that there's no use for them. Like they they should probably have. A weird trait, like oh, you can throw out two po- like two baby Pokemon in one turn or something. Yeah, I, I mean that would be what Smoochum's card did. I mean they, mm-hmm. the TCG has a lot of other balance issues, I think, right now to take care of, such as like the EX domination that's happening right now. But mm-hmm. I think Smoochum is uh, so we found we found the newest Smoochum card. Uh, the newest Smoochum card is from Heartgold Soul Silver, so very long time ago. <laughs> I believe if back they, in the fourth gen. Back in fourth gen. <laughs> And so it's actually a really silly card. It is a rare, and I think rightfully so. So the Smoochum has 30 HP, which is unheard of now in the TCG. Mm-hmm. It's just so bad mm-hmm. because anybody can I think can Zubat's the only one that's close to it now that's mm-hmm. in circulation. It's pretty bad. Uh, 30 HP is pretty bad. But it has, uh, it has a Pokebody, which have now turned into Pokemon abilities in the TCG. And it has one move that requires zero energies. And it's one of the few Pokemon cards. There are some other Pokemon cards that require zero energies, but th- this requires zero energies, has no retreat cost, everything's perfect. So its its Pokebody is uh, Sweet Sleeping Face, which <laughs> says, as long as, Smooch- the- as long as Smoochum is asleep, you can prevent all damage done to Smoochum from attacks. Okay, so what what would that do for me exactly? Well, if you look at Smoochum's attack, it's called Energy Antics. Mm-hmm. Energy Antics requires no energies. You can use it whenever you want. And so it allows you to move an energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon to another one of your opponent's Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so you could you could mess up. I mean, now it's not... I don't think this is as big of a deal in the modern TCG game because you have a lot of people who are already running, like, fairy transfer decks and things where you're allowed to move energies around from Pokemon to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very common theme in today's TCG game. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so it's probably not as good now. But back then it might have been there. I don't think there were as many options for energy transfer as there are now. I mean, you you had it in Blastoise, and you had it in, I believe, the Venusaur uh, as well. But you can you can take a look here, and and so energy antics. I mean, I could be completely wrong. I'm not very good at like old TCG facts. So. Either way, when you use energy antics, when you're done with it, Smoochum is asleep. So, the next, you have to do a check in between turns to see if Smoochum stays asleep. Mm-hmm. And if Smoochum, Smoochum stays asleep the next turn, your opponent can't do anything to Smoochum, and you can just keep terrorizing him with energy antics. Okay, that makes sense. So, I mean, it's it's kind the of a cool card, card, pretty much. It's a very trolly card, it requires no energies, and it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Right. right. So, it's it's... Yeah, <laughs> Smoochum is a card. Now I haven't Smooch looked at any. Smoochum is a card. It, it it is a card. That is the last card there ever was. And let's see, I do not know any Smoochum trivia. Um, there's just see. one little bit. Okay, I could take it. Take it. In Pokemon Gold and Silver, Smoochum is programmed to be able to learn Lovely Kiss for breeding, but no male Pokemon in the human-like group can legitimately learn it to pass it down as an egg move in those games. In Generation 6, Jinx would have to be able to pass down the move due to changes in breeding mechanics, allowing mothers to pass down egg moves. Oh, that's silly. So, yeah. So Smoochum always had the ability to because, learn it, but just couldn't until now. Yeah, it always had the it always had the ability to learn it, but there was no way to actually pass the move down mm-hmm. due to the fact that Jinx's, Jinx and, by extension, Smoochum are always female. They are. That's 100% true. I mean, you have the same problem with... Uh, I mean... It's really hard to get, like, a lot of egg moves on certain Pokemon. It's a, it's a lot easier now. I'll say that. Much, much easier yeah. now. Yeah, breeding's been mm-hmm. made much easier, so. Mm-hmm. And so There's that's... a little glitch there. <laughs> exactly. There was, a, uh, there was a Pokemon Mini of Smoochum, which is an odd choice, I'd say, personally. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just a Smoochum theme, but it's not even like Smoochum's color at all. It's there was the, there was just a huge thing. there was a huge surgence in Generation Two of quote unquote baby Pokemon. Yeah, and, they, they kind of yeah. went away, didn't they? They they really did. I mean, there was there was Tyrogue, uh, you know, you had Tyrogue, you had Pichu, you had Electkid, you had Magby, you had Smoochum, you had Cleffa, you had Igglybuff, you had Igglybuff, uh, man. You had a number like of Pokemon. You get a baby Pokemon, and you yeah. get a baby Pokemon. Yeah, baby Pokemon are pretty much That's the dumbest done, thing. Pre-evolutions, pre-evolutions are just kind of worthless. And then we yeah. saw the same thing happen again in Gen 4. With Mantyke yeah. and well, Munchlax and things like that. Well, in Gen 4, they got more of next stage evolutions rather than just baby Pokemon. You did. I agree with that, 100%. Gen 4 was very much, it felt very much like a like a Gen Gen 2 game. In that the Pokemon it was adding was just adding on to previous Pokemon. Yeah. So, I think that's it for our Pokemon of the episode this week. If you want to know more Pokemon stuff and you want to come to it, check out our website, PokemonPodcast.com, we have a load of writers who are writing awesome content for you guys to read. First up is Viger, who does the weekly news recaps. That So if you miss something during the week, Viger's got it. You can also check out our two opinion articles written by the Fluffiest Whimsicott and Snag. That's very fun. They always do something different. You can always check out Scrawn's articles on, I believe, Pokemon uh, Origins, kind of? I'm not exactly sure yes. what, it's on, what it's called exactly. And 
It is Origins. <laughs> yes, and then we have Sublime writing awesome VGC articles and Jushiro writing awesome TCG articles, and we have Locke who is writing up awesome interviews of you guys. I think he's done both of you already, and uh, you yes. can check those Ethan's out. Ethan's just went up today. Yes, they're they're yeah. very cool to read. I like reading them, and I had a lot of fun doing that. Yes, <laughs> it was it was nice. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's uh, they're fun to read as well. Um, I'm missing somebody, aren't I? I feel like I'm missing somebody. I must. I think uh, I hit everybody though. I don't think so. I think I got everybody. Oh, Mickey Panda also does anime synopses. See, I did forget somebody. I always forget yes. somebody. So that's it. Check out Pokemon Podcast. She's currently, she's currently paddling around in the Pokemon Origin special while yes. Pokemon X, Y, and Z gets its stuff together and comes over to the states. <laughs> yes. And so until I believe, so we're gonna kick it on over now to everybody's favorite part of the show, the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! And welcome to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to somebody if we believe their email to be worthy. So without further ado, let's jump on in. Every week, we always ask you guys a question. We were asking you guys about your favorite spinoff game, Capture Mechanics. So let's jump on in and see what you guys had to say about this. So our first email is from Roy. I don't know if it's like the Bowser Roy or if it's like the Roy from Fire Emblem or which Roy, but we'll find out. I think out. it's just Roy. <laughs> or just a guy named Roy. Uh, there's actually this song by Jim Croce. It's called Rapid Roy. It's pretty good. It's probably that Roy. Mm. It's probably that Roy. That Roy. Uh, Rapid Roy, the stock car boy. He's always got a cigarette pack rolled up in his sleeve. Um, something like that. All right. <laughs> but you should listen to the song. It's pretty good. Jim Croce is an amazing artist who died too soon. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, you get but, all this, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, Thatch and others. I have just started listening to the show about episode two ten or so. That's pretty new. That's actually congratulations, yay! I have listened to most of your podcasts, working my way in reverse order. I'm at about uh, episode one ten or so now. Oh, it's about to get worse. I think. Uh, <laughs> oh, love listening to all of you on my again. forty-five to sixty-minute drive to work. As for what I've been up to in Pokemon, yeah, I went there. I just got into battling again and been playing after and after playing and being away from the series, I have and do love so for so long. I picked it up again because I was doing multiple workups and I'm going to deploy soon. I'm in the Navy, so we had a, have a lot of downtime and no internet. And there was a large group of us that all got the game so we could play in battle. I had a basic knowledge of battling, so I ended up being the quote unquote the one to beat. In Pokemon and Smash Brothers like I add Smash because I may Mewtwo. There came a time where if someone challenged me, the others in my shop would say, you gotta battle me to get to the champ. Just thought that was a funny story that you guys would enjoy. It is a pretty good story. And remember, the average yeah, age of the, guys play, uh, of the guys playing I was playing with was 27-ish, myself being the oldest, turning 30 in the end of February. So yeah, I was 10 when the game came out and started my Pokemon journey. 
Plus, I or wait, would love to get into the competitive play, but with a work schedule that has you away from any internet access, it's not always easy. Plus, my girlfriend's dog ruined my computer, so I find it hard to do anything but read articles on the site and listen to the podcast. Poops. Wait a minute. I want to hear about <laughs> what, what happened there to where that dog ruined the that, computer. That sounds like a pretty good story, too, how right? Did, how did that happen? <laughs> As for the mailbag, well, you guys never mentioned Pokemon Pinball. That was probably one of my favorite ways since it was... Uh, uh, skill slash luck balance that I enjoyed. Reminding me of the days is it is actually be at the mall arcade playing on pinball machines themselves. Uh, sorry for the long email. So long from Central California. Wish I was closer for the con. Roy. P.S. If you guys slash gals know of any way of a way I can join in conversations without a computer, let me know through email uh, back. Keep up the good work. Sent from my iPhone. Well, the chat box actually used to operate out on a phone app as well as the website. However, that Does chat box now? broke our website, so I had to take it down currently. Hopefully very soon we'll be oh. able to have that back. I've been looking into other options, right. but I need to make sure we have like a set chat box, you know what I mean? And the website's definitely That's... where we get most of the people. Yeah, and as far as like saying sorry for the long email... Talk to Whimsicott. She'll tell you how long <laughs> emails can get. That's definitely true. Uh, that's definitely true. Uh, so our next one is from uh, Red7. Uh, I'll, I'll take that it. That one's you, Ethan. Go for it, okay. Ethan. Okay. All right. Good evening, Thatch and Puckle Crew. He's, he's, re- he's repping Puckle Crew like it's still 2012. I like it. <laughs> uh, this is re- <laughs> This is Red7 writing in after a hectic day at work. I've just wrangled the kids together and corralled them into their beds and would like to take this time to mailbag it up a little early this week. Shout out to Ten Little Men, Barkley Lull, uh, Dank, Hunk Bomb, Minor Manetric, uh, Manectric, and Lord Ju- uh, Jushiro for making me feel welcome yesterday at my first ever chatbox meetup. We had a great time discussing all sorts of topics, from how horrible the Gen 1 mechanics were to post-game content and our favorite games and regions. We might not have agreed on some topics, but I can tell you that everyone respected each other. You and your crew have built quite the community here, Thatch. Uh, you'll be happy to hear that we've also been spreading the, the gospel of Puckle to many of my friends. Awesome. You can convince my brother to give your podcast a listen. He converted instantly after just one episode and is excited to learn more about the wonderful home away from home we call the Pokemon Underground Champions League. That's a ringing endorsement there from that's from, that's uh, great. I'm, I'm Red a big Seven's fan. Brother. Mm-hmm. Thatch, I come tonight with a heavy laden heart. As it so happens, I have not played any spit-off titles and therefore can uh, contribute next next to nothing to this week's mailbag. Curse for my faithfulness to the main games. She's a cruel lover, and my long suffering brings me. Nothing but heartache and pain. The closest I've come to a spin-off capture mechanic would be the Pokewalker, which I have recently started using. After spending 10 watts and utilizing your Poke Radar, you are thrown into a primitive battle with a random Pokemon. Each Pokemon is fitted with four bars of life, and each take turns attacking and or, uh, attacking or evading. After bringing the wild Pokemon down one or two bars, you can throw a Pokemon with the good chance of capture. It's not completely different from the main game, but it's unique in that you actually have have a chance to command your Pokemon to dodge it, as Ash would say. I spend most of my day with my trusted Kingler, uh, Calliope. She and I have captured many Pokemon during our walks. I love to see her level up at the end of every day. Well, this ma- mailbag is looking thinner than a cheerleader at a prom dress fitting. Later days, Red 7. <laughs> All right. Oh, Red 7. He always gets me. Good, 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 good. Shh. All right. So I think you get this I think you get this next one. Uh, you're going to get the next two, I think, though, <laughs> uh, Viger. Okay. You got this next one right. from, uh, uh, I believe, Nate. Or no, oops. Nate. Exodus. Exodus. 
Not 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 the other name. Oh, Axinus. Okay. Wrong, wrong name. Okay. Hey guys, it's the really heard from Axinus, the Charizard user that knows Fire Blast it better. Haha. <laughs> anyway, in case you didn't know, the version of Sonic the Hedgehog Mr. Max was talking about with his Blaziken and Sand Slash is on Netflix if he wants to feel nostalgic and watch it. So I know exactly what he's talking about. That's the uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog that used to be on Toon Disney. Which it's, one's uh, the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog? Is that? It's the one with Scratch and Grounder, the robot chicken and the oh, tank okay. with a drill for That's cool. That one. That's why he's making the Blaziken and Sand Slash reference because Scratch and Grounder. That was that. I will say that show was my childhood, among other things. But yeah, yep. Uh, all right. So you get this next so, one from Dennis the because DG that one Maniac. was particular. That one because that one was like two sentences long. I'll take this next one Absolutely. from Dennis. Hi, Thatch, and randomly encountered co-host or hosts. It is I, Dennis the DDG Maniac, sending this week's mailbag. First, don't worry, Thatch, I don't mind sleeping in the garage, but never mind that, because I'm planning to stay in the hotel, which I'm currently searching for for the closest ones to PuckleCon as possible. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are... I've, got, I've got a comment about that. There is a Puckle-approved hotel, because there is one a mile away from my, my, uh, my residence, and so, well, it, it's with, if it's a mile away, it's within the walking distance, you know? So, like, if people want to, uh, if they still want to be, like, close to, like, us and hanging out with us and, like, drive with us down to the convention center and everything, that's the place to be. I will, um, go, I will go ahead, and by the end of this month, I will have some kind of rough itinerary ready for what we're going to do for PuckleCon and everything. So, just don't worry, um, so far. I mean, the hotel I found is pretty cheap. I think it's about, like, 70 bucks a night or something like that. And you're only mm-hmm. going to be there two or three nights max. And it actually helps out. We're going to get a group together as well for um, people that say they want to come to PuckleCon. And hopefully you guys can find roommates or something like that if you want to like help cut down on the costs. So, yeah. yeah, keep going. Pull it together. Yeah, exactly. All right. Scrawn and, Scrawn and Shamu, I send you guys a friend request on my anime list. My name there is Necrosis, which is my in-game name in Monster Hunter for you. So you got that scroll and Shamu? Good? <laughs> All right. I do have to say that my anime list doesn't reflect currently the number of anime that I've seen so far and haven't had the time to update it. But one thing I can say is that I have seen the same amount of anime as Shamu or even more. That's saying a lot. <laughs> what, so wait, Adding wait, hold to on that, one second. Which one is this? I'm sorry. I zoned out there. What are you talking Dennis. about? This is Dennis. Dennis okay, is just you. talking about. He's just talking about anime. He's scenes. just he's just howling. He's just howling about how much anime he's seen. Yeah, he's trying to brag. How much anime have you seen, Ethan? Seen a lot. <laughs> seen a lot. <laughs> a lot. Is, wait, did he All link right. it? He did I'm not sorry. link it. He okay. did say what his name at my anime list is, though. Okay, so you have something to follow. Adding to that, I'm a I I am a psychology student, but I can't help you with the anime syndrome because I'm an otaku myself. Well, now to the topic. I've played most of the spin-offs, and I hate most of their capture mechanics, specifically Pokemon Rumble World and Pokemon Rangers early games. That is all. One thing before I go. Could someone please spare me a GameStop new code or three? It has to be from the U.S. I'm asking because here GameStops aren't doing the event since they are close to close, going think, to close next month. I think our friend Shamu so. has some new codes. We can ask him to pass one along to you, so we'll let him know. We will, and we will email you shortly with the code, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So, 
Also, my bwahaha is from me to hear you guys' evilish laughs. <laughs> well, spook y'all next week. Insert evilish maniac laugh. <laughs> Alright, so our next email here is from Emil Richter. Okay. Hello again, Puckle Crew and Puckle Puckalonians. It is Emil Richter here for my second mailbag. For starters, I just wanted to say how excited I am about winning the Green Taurus badge a few episodes back. When I first wrote that email, I knew it had some potential. But then I heard the other emails I was up against and thought I had no chance. Thankfully, they had all already earned it. So it was mine for the taking. Anyways. For the mailbag question, I have a couple of favorite spinoffs, both of which are a little dated. I'll start with Pokemon Coliseum. I was actually a little bit surprised you guys didn't mention it. Uh, we wanted to stay away from, like, main game-type capture mechanics. But yeah. It, I suppose maybe because it's similar to the actual game capture mechanics, but I thought they were different enough to warrant a mention. Even though you still wind up catching Pokemon in a type of Pokeball, it was interesting that you had to steal them from other trainers. Finally, I got to have my revenge for all those Pokeballs that, I, that had been swatted away. When I first played Blue version, I was really young and didn't realize I couldn't catch another trainer's Pokemon. And to top it off, you had to go and purify your stolen Shadow Pokemon in order to fully use and train them. With all that being considered, I thought Colosseum had some of the best capture mechanics, despite how similar they were to the original game. The second spinoff I wanted to mention was the amazingly awesome Pokemon Snap. I mentioned it in my first email, but I feel like I feel it's worth another mention here. As for as a short as short as it was, it was good at giving players a new way to see their favorite Pokemon, throwing pester balls at Meowth, making Electrode explode, and knocking Geodudes off the cliff were just a few of the fun things we never got to do in any other Pokemon game. We actually get to see uh, Pokemon in their habitats, and the potential that Wii U Snap could have is huge. How awesome would it be to snap a picture of a Charizard Mega Evolving into X or Y? Or maybe we'd see a Feraligatr lounging about in his flip-flops. Uh, so many possibilities. I think I have some. I, I have to some sort of agree with Scrawn, though, saying that Pokemon Snap could be considered a capture mechanic. Uh, you, you may not be capturing Pokemon themselves, but you capture the pictures of them, and that's all the game asks for. It's, ki- it's still kind of a capture system. Yeah. Next, I wanted to touch on PuckleCon at Nationals this year. I wanted to go to see Nationals last year, but wasn't able to make it. This year, I'm going to plan earlier, though, and I hope I can make it there. If I do, I plan on getting a hotel room, but I'd still want to meet up with all the Puckle people. You can mark me down as a strong maybe. Lastly... I wanted to say how much I love these Pokemon pins they're releasing with a TCG. Thatch, I heard you mentioned you collected them too, and that's awesome. I'm still missing some, but I'll have them soon. By the way, uh, for as much as I've been trying to get into the TCG, I just can't. I play too much Magix and VGC slash OU. So with those pins, I have 17 unopened packs of cards just sitting on my desk. 14 Ancient Origins, 5 Breakthrough, 4 Furious Fists, and 2 Phantom Forces, 1 Primal Clash, 1 Roaring Skies. I was wondering if you guys wanted to use them for future prizes. Uh, let me know because I'd be willing to part with them, uh, if it means someone who actually plays the TCG could win them in some Puckle event. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. If you Mm -hmm. want to send us an email, uh, we could set something up so we could give them out. That'd be great. Yeah. Anyways, it's probably about time for me to get on Showdown or Orcarina of Time before it gets too late. As always, I love the podcast and everything Puckle does. I can't, and I can't wait for those Green Tauros t-shirts. I'm actually making prototypes today, so it's going to be really exciting. P.S. I'm not sure if the gallery is up, but I added a picture of my pins, and yes, they are on a Charizard hat. I also have a Gengar hat for when it's not deathly cold out. Uh, we do have a gallery. Um, it's not activated right now, but it will be hopefully this week, and we can put up all of your pictures, and it's going to be awesome. Yep. Also, he I looked at the pins that he does have, and I think I actually have more, <laughs> which is really yeah, we, sad. 
Yeah, he's really got Mega Rayquaza, Primal Kyogre, Hoopa, Primal Groudon, Mega Charizard Y, Dragonite, Mega Charizard X, Mega Tyranitar, Mega Mewtwo X, Mega Lucario, Mega Ga- Mega Gengar, and Mega Absol. The only one I'm missing from in there is the uh, Primal Kyogre, but then I have like five more that he doesn't. And... <laughs> I've seen Primal Kyogre floating around in my Walmart. So I can't times. find mine. I can't find one. If you find one, let me know. Uh, I found I... one. Like huh? five of them. I found like five of them. Still like right now? Boxes. Are you in yes. Walmart? No. Buy them I'm right now. Ho- I'm at my home. <laughs> Buy me one before you come to PuckleCon, and then I'll pay right. you back. <laughs> That'll be ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ethan, you want to get this next one from uh, Ten Little Men? I absolutely do. Okay. Exactly ten little men. This is. Uh, I think it's I'm ten gonna... people all typing on. I think they're so small that like they, there's ten of them. They teamwork on the keyboard. Yep. Each of them has like three keys they're working on. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna embarrass him here. Accidentally pressed send instead of save for last email. So please ignore it. Sorry for the trouble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> greetings, Thatch and assorted co-hosts. Ten little men writing to talk about this week's mailbag and other things. Mixing things up a bit, I'll start with the mailbag this week. To answer the mailbag question, while I have played at least a bit of every Pokemon spinoff game, my favorite hands down is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team. Out of all the fantastic choices, I cannot ignore the game that brought me to tears when I was younger. My favorite thing to do in that game is to make fun uh, theme teams uh, after being able to change the leader. My personal favorite was a fire dog squad with Houndoom, Hondor, and Arcanine. They all had flash fire and made recruiting Maltrace super easy. On to miscellaneous stuff. I had a great week for Pokemon. Uh, on to min- miscellaneous stuff. I have. A, I had a great week for Pokemon. Mag- uh, Magiana, Magiana, jeez. Um, Magiana mm-hmm. is is an important leak, even if I don't love its Carbank Carbank 3.0 design. <laughs> I agree. Um, more importantly than a single Pokemon, however, is that this might mean that Gen 7 is coming soon. I'm still more partial to a Pokemon Z version, though it would be, uh, though if only because Gen 6 hasn't gotten its customary 600 uh, base stat, 100, or what is it? 600 base stat, 100 stat across the board pixie. I don't think that's happening, though. That's not happening. Yeah. Speaking of, I ob- uh, managed to obtain a Mew from the event so I can start soft resetting. Best of all, I, uh, best of all, though, I'm slowly getting closer to actually going to PuckleCon. On that joyful note, I must leave. So here's 20. Hypnotic flip flops. Ten little men signing off. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I need to start something. I think next week we'll announce something where if you plan on coming to coming to PuckleCon, you can send us a message and we can add you to a Facebook group or something. And then that way we have a yeah. good idea of the tally and everything. That's what you guys did last year. That's what we did last year, and I'm hoping to do it again. But last year, what happened was we had Puckle seven. Con. We had like 17 people Facebook say that they were going to come, right? Like, yeah, we're going to be there, and there's 17 people, right? And then we get there, and only eight of us show up. Yeah, you know. And so I would, I would love for it to be like forty people mm. thinking they're going to come, and then only twenty of them show up this year. I'd be down with that. All right, Viger, you get this next one from Zarni. All right, hello, Thatch and Paco crew. It's Zarni again, hailing from the land of still no super mystery dungeon until next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys got red rescue, rescue team, team and blue rescue, rescue team, team so. yeah. So that's happening. Keep going. You'll be, fi- you'll be fine. You'll be fine. That'll that'll get you. That'll get you through the next week. I have to admit, my last week's criticism of Pokemon Pit Cross was a bit misinformed. I had no idea there was a $30 cap on in-game purchases, which I guess could be considered a redeeming quality, since the game itself doesn't have any. 
Hashtag roast underscore Pokemon underscore Picross. No, seriously, when I was a kid, my parents had a subscription to a popular science magazine, which had a nonogram, or Picross puzzle, in each issue, and I absolutely loved it. I remember the joy of being able to turn math into art, combining two of my then-favorite subjects. I had no joy in Pokemon... I find no joy in Pokemon Picross. Maybe it's because (laughs) it took two great concepts and fused them together in a way that doesn't complement either. Like, for instance, the caption... The, like, for instance, the capture mechanic, in parentheses, hashtag seamless underscore transition underscore into underscore mailbag into underscore question mark close parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> in the main series games, you have to hunt for the Pokemon you want, roaming in the correct area, hoping to stumble upon it. Then get its HP as low as possible, but don't let it faint. You can put the Pokemon to sleep to increase your chances, but you risk it waking up. Paralysis will have a more lasting effect, but won't increase the odds as much. You have to be strategic. Some Pokemon might flee using teleport or roar. Some might explode or self-destruct. Some strong, some stronger ones might even defeat your entire team before you manage to get them. In Pokemon, in Picross, solve puzzle. You don't have to do it flawlessly or within the allotted time frame or using any abilities or items. You actually Google the solution and input it square by square. Doesn't matter. No skill or luck required. Garbage. Is that the worst capture mechanic, though? Well, unfortunately, there's also Pokemon Shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) While solving these puzzles requires some skill, since the tiles you get are random, the capture rates for some of the Pokemon are insanely low. Of course, if at first you don't succeed, you can always increase your chances by paying up. Still, there's no guarantee you won't fail, even with 95% catchability. But at that point, you're out of hearts anyway, so what's the difference? Gah! Well, (laughs) I guess I reminded myself why I quit playing Shuffle. As for my favorite capture mechanic, though, that would have to go to Pokemon Rumble World. Yes, it's a bit random at first, but as soon as you get access to Endeavor, the drop rate aspect is mitigated, and it becomes almost purely skill-based. Having Pokemon with the gutsy ability also helps. There's still a bit of luck involved in getting to the area you want, but that's not as annoying as in other games. So that's it for me this week. I hope I succeed ex- succeeded in conveying just how much I despise Pokemon Picross and Shuffle. Hope you're having a great Valentine's Day, and that Love Disc isn't the poke of the episode again. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry, it's not. All right, so I'm just going to grab these last All right, two because so the ne- awesome. next one's short. So our next one is from Arkham Shift Tree. Sorry to keep this email short, but I had a busy week, so uh, on to the mailbag. I love the old Mystery Dungeon capture mechanic best because the RNG factor made me continue to play and have fun. That might be me, but I still miss it a lot. Um, Arkham Shift Tree. He also left us a question, but we do not have the time to answer it today, unfortunately. So our oh, unfortunately our last email is from Bosephus. Good old Bo. Ho- Hello to hopefully Ethan Viger and Thatch this week. Hey, it's we- your pal Bosephus. I added oh, that yeah. in. Uh, no clever intros here. Just going to <laughs> talk about to- stuff. Magani, uh, Magiana, psychic slash steel type. Don't even try Magiana. to argue with me. <laughs> Uh, with all the gears and what's what what's a who's it's all over on its body, there's no way it's not a steel type. And it's it literally has a symbol for psychic type on its for in its forehead. I rest my case. 
But I'm all, I am also 99% sure that this isn't its only form, seeing as most of its body looked like it could transform to fit into other parts of itself. But I won't call that one as definite. Bumpy transition. So I think the easiest capture mechanic in a spin-off game was definitely Pokemon Pinball. Just hit the little bugger three times and you've got it. In most cases, you have two minutes to do it. The encountering on that game was the hard part. You had to travel to certain areas where certain Pokemon were, and then you weren't guaranteed you would find anything new. In the Ruby and Sapphire edition, in which my opinion was a fantastic and superior upgrade to the original, capturing Pokemon remained the same, but evolving certain mons became way harder. You had to collect three of an item one at a time, and they usually manifested manifested on the hardest part to reach on a certain table. Same time frame, but definite increase in difficulty level. I feel like in every other game, most Pokemon are difficult to catch than evolve, uh, minus Melodic, Sylveon, and anything that requires friendship. Only two weeks till Pokemon Day. I can't. I still. I can't wait to see what's in store for us. Train on. Smell you later, Bosephus. And that's it for our mailbag this week. So, do All we think right. anybody deserves the mailbag badge here, guys? Uh, I kind of like Roy. I'd say Zarni. I think Zarni already has it. If he does not, I would no. not. Be, I would be fine with Roy. Roy's good. I like Roy. So, Roy, you earned the green tourist badge. I'd be fine badge. with Roy too. If you can go to the badges at the Puckle Podcast website, I know you said you had trouble with the internet, and you have your own account, you can apply for the Green Taurus badge, and we will give it to you. So, moving on, though, next yep. week, what is your your mailbag question, guys, is what do you think of Magiana? Uh, send that in to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. You can also just talk to us about any Pokemon stuff in the email. Great way to do it. Yeah. And we love hearing from you guys. Puckle Podcast. Either, either Magiana stuff or Gen 7 speculation. Yeah. Let's see what you got to say about that. So, Magiana, um, send that in PucklePodcast at gmail.com. You can also do a number of other things this week. Uh, we do not have an extra episode coming out this week. Uh, we will next week, though. Right, Ethan? Uh, yes. Puckle Movie Club episode right. 2 comes out next Thursday. And we will, uh... Well, uh, uh, yes, Thursday after, yeah. Okay, next Thursday. Right, right. Fourth yep, Thursday. Yep. Fourth Thursday, yes. I believe. And so, yes. it's, uh... So, Poco Movie Club will be coming out then. And so, we will be doing that. And... But if you have... If you want more Puckly goodness until next Puckle episode, you can do the following. First, you can go to... Um, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter, at Puckle Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. You can also subscribe to our subreddit, r slash Puckle. And on top of that, you can also, if you tumble, go follow our Tumblr, which is pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to help us out in any way, first way to do it, which is probably the easiest, um, even though I know a lot of people hate iTunes, if you could go to iTunes and review us there, that helps us out a lot. Um, it helps people find us, helps us grow. And so if you have a 100% honey, free, it just takes a little time, but that's yes. all right. Yeah, if you have the time, please, and and if you haven't already, uh, please go review us on iTunes. It helps us out. We will all be eternally grateful for your help. Also, you can have, um, also, if you're just like, hey, I want to help Puckle out a little bit monetarily, um, we have a Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, and you can find us there. We have a whole bunch of cool rewards. I know we're talking about doing new t-shirts here, but there are going to be some Patreon-exclusive t-shirts as well. There's going to be, I believe, Puckle flip-flops happening. And so if you want to get in on that action, Patreon is the place to go for that. Yep. So check that out. And so I guess that's pretty much it. That's my spiel. Follow us on social media. Check out Patreon. Review us on iTunes. That's the summary. And I guess for today, I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Ben Ethan. I'm Viger. 
And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.